0: I watched O glory waving in the courthouse square she seemed so all alone and fragile, even in despair. The stars had lost their glimmer, the stripes their majesty, as I thought, what is the matter? seemed oh glory spoke to me bring back the cross by myself i cannot stand bring back the cross we need the help of god's strong hand can't you hear oh glory cry can't you feel her grief and pain? A America, bring back the cross again. The glory of all glory was the smile from God above for certain we have had our faults that's not what i'm speaking of but the cross and flag together oh they sure made quite a pair though the cross it was invisible all still knew that it was there bring back the cross by myself I cannot stand Bring back the cross We need the help of God's strong hand Can't you hear oh glory cry Can't you feel her grief and pain America Bring back the cross again I will clean to the old rugged cross, I'll exchange it someday for a crown. Can't you hear, oh, glory cry? Can't you feel the grief and pain a Mary?
1: Johnson has become a very dear friend to me, and I uh, always appreciate when he comes by here and honors us. Back a few years ago, uh, we could not afford everybody that was coming here, and kind of at the last moment, I asked him, could you stay the week? And he said, if Ben is cooking, I'll stay the week. <laughs> and say one thing about our friendship or nothing, but uh, what, a, what a dear friend he has become to me in our church, and uh, if you can have him, you ought to telling you. Amen. And uh, he's very down to earth, knows his Bible, know what's going on, and I appreciate him being here tonight. So we're going to have prayer and then you're going to come up and preach for us tonight. Father, thank you for our friends. Thank you for what we already heard. Thank you, dear Lord. Could have went on with that one for quite some time. I know we don't always like getting hit in the nose, but sometimes it'll cause us to realize what we should do. And so I pray, dear Lord, that we would not turn and run and question and Be upset, but we'll face, look at ourselves in that mirror and say, is that what I've done? Be honest about it. Lord, we know you love us, so help us to run to you, not from you. Help us to follow you, not make up our own minds of what's right and wrong. And then bless our dear friend that's here tonight. Ask you to please help him, clear his mind of all that may be trying to infiltrate and pull him away from what needs to be said and done. And I ask you, Lord, please help us tonight. We know, Lord, like David, you said he was a man after your own heart and yet he committed adultery and committed murder and I've often thought, how, how could that be? I don't think that was what David was in a practice in his life. And if he looked up to heaven and said, God, I didn't mean to, I love you, you would have said, I know, David, you're a man after my own heart. I think there are many people in Christianity the same way. We've blown it, we've messed up, we pulled aside, we did something we should not have done And yet we look up with tears, and if you were to look at us, you'd say, I know, I know you love me. So, God, I pray you'll bless us tonight. Sometimes it's hard to swallow medicine, but it's what we need. I ask you to bless our friend, give him the freedom, the right-of-way, the Holy Ghost filling that he needs to preach to us. Help us tonight in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Brother Mike Johnson. First John chapter five, please, tonight.
2: That's all. First John chapter five. You. No. Okay. First John First John thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First John chapter five, please. First John chapter five. You realize, you preachers realize how difficult this is for me tonight. Follow Brother Tony Hudson preaching. And follow Brother Bell preaching. I got about five sermons just for his introduction tonight. Just saying hello, that was good. Appreciate that. Appreciate this good meeting. I do appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, I'm from California. Pray for me. I tell you what, you folks, you got it so easy out here in Ohio, out here in this part of the country. Honestly, you have no, I- you have no idea what it's like. I'm born and raised in California, and I am heterosexual. And I was born a man, I aim to stay a man. And uh, that sort of thing, oh my goodness, you, you have no idea. Plus, it was what, 81 or 82 today? It was 114 at my house yesterday, 114. And then people say, oh, but I bet it was a dry heat. That's a dry heat. It's a dry heat in hell, but I ain't going there either. I mean, think about it. Good grief. We will not have a day, now it'll be two weeks by the end of this next week where it never got below 105. So it never cools off at night, stays hot at 11, 12 o'clock at night. It's 90 degrees, 95 degrees. It's a blessing. You pull the potatoes out of the ground, they're already baked. I mean, you don't have to deal with it. And it's hard on the chicken ranchers because they have to feed the chickens uh, crushed ice so they deliver hard-boiled eggs. And the fire hydrants whistle for the dogs. But anyway, it's uh, it's it, it's. Uh, you like that one? That was a good one. Yeah, I like that one. That's fantastic. First John chapter 5, verse 1. Please stand. It is 830, and I promise to be done just as quick as possible, no matter how long it takes me. I love I that love people say, yeah, preach two hours. You don't want anybody to preach two hours. No, no, you preachers, you ever do that? I have a guest preaching, he'll say, now, when do you want me done? And you always say, whenever the Lord's done. I did that with a guy who preached two and a half hours. I don't ever do that anymore. <laughs> I say, you know what, you can preach as long as you want, but we're turning the lights off at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Shut down the PA and everybody's going to Dairy Queen. I mean, that's just how it's going to work. So I will I will do my best to, to get you going this evening. But First John 5, verse 1, Whosoever believeth in, that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. We always say grievous. There's no I in their homes. Just grievous. Amen. Pharisee, you're getting all over this stuff. <laughs> man, just nail. Yeah. Verse 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, I want you to look at this statement in verse 4. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our, what does it say, church? You mean to tell me faith can overcome the world? You mean to tell me faith can overcome the world? I wonder how many Baptists really believe that. You mean faith, Pastor Johnson, can overcome a system you know the world is not just the earth, right? We're not dirt. We're not dirt worshiping, tree hugging fools, right? I come from the part of Northern California where we we don't tolerate that kind of stuff. We we eat environmentalists. They taste like chicken. One of our tr- someone was asking me today was driving me from the airport, brother uh, brother Ryan, uh, brother Ryan one and brother Ryan two, right? And they look alike. They look. They're very similar. Uh, they both have hair, and uh, <laughs> Brother Ryan said, "Oh, you got traffic like this in California? Not where I'm from. Our city's 90,000 or so, not very large. But 90, if there's traffic in Reading, because a logging truck tipped over, and everybody ran home to get their chainsaw to cut it up so we can get firewood. <laughs> that, that's that's a traffic jam where we're from. But coming from out, out here, this this life that we have, this place that we are, you know, it's amazing when you stop to think about. I wonder if we really do believe." that faith overcome the world, that system, ladies and gentlemen, the system whose God is Satan. He's a little G-God, but he's got stuff. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, he is powerful. I'm not here to exalt the stinking devil. I hate the stinking devil. But the truth of the matter is he is powerful. And he is operating a world system. I've been in several places in this world. It shocks me to see how far the world has gotten their message on this earth. We're in Kenya driving through the Maasai Mara in Kenya, and the the, the Maasai people there that take care of their cattle and stuff, right in cattle country, right in the lion country. And, and, they, and these tall brothers, I mean big, big dudes, man, and they wear these brightly colored clothes, all kinds of necklaces on them, look like wrappers, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're out there, and they live in these little mud huts that are just like, a, like an igloo they just crawl in there at night and sleep and they move their cattle, go to another spot. There'll be a satellite dish on one of them things. And I'm looking around for the wires. Where are the wires to that satellite dish? Then we're driving through parts of the jungles in South America and there's a kid standing there in the jungle with a shack t-shirt on. But no gospel. You understand what I'm saying? I said, I said the world. Powered by the devil that is covering this globe and the near 8 billion people, the vast majority of them are under that control of that system. And the Bible says our faith can overcome the world. As a matter of fact, our faith does overcome the world. I was reading that one day and I thought to myself, I wonder if we really believe that. It says again in verse 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And we're thinking, "You mean just what I believe?" Then you don't even understand what faith is. Yeah. Yeah. No, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When I preached this at my church, I had our church stand up after the introduction of the message. I don't know when that part of it is. I try to figure it out. I had him. St- I read the whole chapter eleven of Hebrews, all the things done by faith and I wanted to understand that kind of faith not just get dip your toe in stand around talk about what you believe and then go on to the world the devil the flesh and everything else I said our faith real faith faith moving or earth moving faith faith that moves mountains faith that does something faith that gets the attention of God but the basic elements of faith are what? Trusting God, believing his word, and acting upon it. For faith without works is dead being alone. You're not dead, your faith is dead. We got too many Christians with dead faith. They believe all this stuff, but when it gets right down to it, it doesn't get on the radio, it doesn't get it doesn't get on their television, doesn't get in their home, doesn't get in their family, doesn't get in their job. See, because they got faith, they lock it up in a building somewhere on Sunday, and then when they're done, they come back and pick it up the next Sunday. That kind of stuff. That's not the kind of faith that overcomes the world. Faith, ladies and gentlemen, that God uses to make a man stand up and build an ark over a hundred years, right. and that kind of faith, that yeah. faith that saw Amen. three Hebrew young men go to the fires and see Jesus walk yeah. in the fire with them, that kind of faith, yeah. that kind of faith that saw Daniel stand and as an eighty-year-old man right. go to a line of den of lions and lay down with them cats round him, that kind of faith, that sort of faith that yeah. moves or that faith that says yeah. they that have turned the world upside down have come here. Have you heard that? 2, years. No, it's the anemic faith that we have, but real faith, hey, faith overcomes the world. Father, bless this evening, I pray in Christ's name, amen. Please be seated. In the Bible, when it expresses, talks about faith, it used two, two expressions. It talks about my faith, personal faith. Have you ever really considered what do you honestly believe? What do you truthfully, honestly believe about that book and what it says and what it tells you? Is it evidenced? How many more times are we going to see people who look like, act like, talk like, seem like, they have everything in order in their life, and then what do we find out? They got all these secret things going on in their life. How many times, Preacher, have you had somebody sit in your office? Good people. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, tithing people they're in, they're participating, they're everything else, and they're sitting there in your office and they unload the garbage dump of the filth that they've allowed going on in their home, their life, their family, and their hearts. This pornography thing is a, is a scourge in this nation. And you know what? The average young person today looks at their first pornography at the age of 11, which is when they take their first drink of liquor now in America. And we got... And we're wondering why our faith isn't overcoming the world. Because it isn't our faith. Young people, look at me. It isn't our faith. You know, we got kids today and they know how to parrot everything. They know how to say the right stuff, make the right words, say the right speeches. But the bottom line is half of them, too many of them today, by the time they get to 18, and they're so stinking brilliant that they just decide they know better than God and the Bible and their parents and their pastor and that kind of stuff. Oh, but wait a minute. Doesn't just end with young people. How about these Amen. other folks who grow up under the word of God and been taught the word of God, and now all of a sudden they go, well, Pastor Johnson, I'm not so sure that those things that you've been preaching are are for this particular, this particular dispensation. They don't even know what that means. That puts out toilet paper in the bathroom. You know, it's incredible. Unbelievable to me. All of a sudden, they get theologians. Uh, they get all theological. You know, I'm not so sure it's supposed to be for this particular era and dispensation in which we live, Pastor Johnson. And if you rated their knowledge of the Bible in terms of gasoline, they couldn't drive an ant's go-kart around the inside of a cheerio one time without stopping for gas twice. It's unbelievable to me. Oh, but they're so dispensational. And they got it all figured out. No, they do not. See, is it is it my faith? My, my dad was a Baptist preacher, ran off with one of the women in the church. When I got old enough to know what happened, my mother, they were divorced, and my mother remarried a man who was a drunk and a bartender in our, the city where I now pastor. But I came a little bit, about six, seven, eight years old, I found out what happened in our family. I didn't know what had taken place. Of course, I did the brilliant thing. I blamed God because my preacher daddy ran off with one of the women. And for the longest time, I was about the biggest punk that ever walked this earth. And the truth of the matter is, I had been in enough, but by then I had been in enough church to hear enough Bible teaching and preaching to know what I should believe and why.
0: But it wasn't
2: mine yet. So it belonged to you? David wouldn't face Goliath with Saul's armor. You can't face the giant with somebody else's armor. Hey, and by the way it was a helmet that wasn't his that's salvation uh, it was a breastplate that's righteousness a breastplate of righteousness that wasn't David's either and the sword of Saul that wouldn't work for him because that wasn't his sword see that looked like nothing a little pocket full of rocks of shepherds sling and a staff for David to go out and face a man near 10 feet tall with 125 pounds of brass armor on him but David knew those would work you know why because they were his that's why I have not proved these, and he put them off him and took what looked like something ridiculous in the sight of the world, but it was giant killer stuff because it was his, my faith. That's why if you ever get it settled in your life, what you are is independent, fundamental soul, when it's separated, King James Bible, preacher, hellfire, damnation, pre-millennial, pre-tribulation, temperamental, Glock carry unless I got my hands on a Sig Sauer Big B Baptist. You ever get that right in your mind? Guess what? You'll always be that. Nobody gonna talk you out of anything because it's my faith. But wait a minute. There's two expressions for faith in the Bible. One is my faith. The second one is the faith. Now when that expression is used in the Bible, it means, look at me, it encompasses the body of all biblical belief. It's the whole enchilada. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I had a little breakfast burrito on the airplane this this morning. I've been up since midnight your time. If I wasn't on drugs right now, I would be falling over. I mean, honestly. I'm so hungry right now, the big intentions are eating the little ones, man. I'm telling you what. I could eat a jackass and a half a sack of onions right now. No question about that. You say, you shouldn't say that. Okay, I'll leave the onions out. The truth of the matter is. See, the, the thing about people, look at me. We, we, want, we want to play smorgasbord. There I go again. We want to play buffet with the Bible. Well, I like this part and I like that part, but I definitely don't care for this part. And I don't like that part. And then that's Old Testament. Yeah, like he said, it's breathing started in the Old Testament. still works. And that that, that part and this part and that. No, no, no. Let's come to you. See, we believe we happen to have a whole book. It starts in Genesis and it ends in the Revelation. I even like the maps. I mean, really. It's all good stuff. hey. See that? And every bit of that. Now, you say, Pastor Johnson. so you live by every bit of it. Shut up. The truth of the matter is, no, I'm not a perfect at it, and I'm not good at it, but I believe it all. I believe every bit of it. I don't have any problem. Listen to me. If you can prove to me what the Bible says, I will believe, but based on the word of God. Now, you've got to have a have book for it. I want to hear about your stinking philosophies. Right. Well, I happen to have a philosophical approach to that. What are you, Socrates? Just give me the book, man. What does the Bible say? What am I supposed to do here? But it means the faith. It means all of it. Well, I don't know everything about the Bible. Well, what are you waiting for? You got one. You got one. How many got a Bible? How many all God's children got a Bible? Okay, if you don't have one, let's go see him. He'll buy you one. The truth of the matter is, hey, no, we, we have one. We have Bible teaching, Bible preaching churches where we can go Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Not connection groups. Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Oh, man, what is this? You know, I'm fascinated by it. Now this guy here on the West Coast has calls his Wednesday night service fresh encounter. What, he's got a salad bar? What's wrong with prayer meeting? Good grief. Come on. Do we have to change the name for everything? What is wrong with that? Well, Pastor Johnson Institute of 2023. I got a calendar. So what? We got these churches, these... Bible teaching, Bible preaching, yeah. church—you got one to read. And hey, guess what? There's another one. If you're a child of God, the Holy Ghost lives in you, and yeah. He's the Amen. author of that book. He'll help you understand that. Yeah. Oh, but the, nat- the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, yeah. for they're spiritually discerned. Oh, yeah, but the Holy Spirit will open that book to you and help yeah. you to understand it. Yeah. So why don't we under—why don't we want to embrace the faith, yeah. the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Now we got these little. Pipsqueaks running around to call themselves independent Baptists, apologizing for stuff that we've been preaching, believing for years. Apologizing for it. Now, look, I'll just show my ignorance, and I'll do it a few more times before it's over. But when my preacher, when I, when I got called to preach, yes, I was, so shut up. When I got called to preach, I, I went to my preacher. He gave me, this was back in 1977, 78, he gave me three or four catalogs of what were good Bible colleges then, and he said, "Just look those over, Brother Johnson. pray about it. We'll get back together. We'll talk about it." So I get the Bible college, you know, the catalog. I don't know what to do. You know, I've worked on engines, on cars and stuff. You go to the back, you look and see the part pieces. And so I looked up the the courses that they offered. I'm reading through those courses, and there's one: in there, Hermeneutics, Homiletics. I said, "The Munsters? They're going to school
1: there?
2: Herman? Herman?" This course, apologetics. I said, Oh, I ain't going there. <laughs> Teaching people to apologize. I ain't apologizing for nothing. <laughs> I didn't know enough Bible, bro, but I'm going tell you something. I'm not apologizing for what I believe. Hey. What, and I've been pastoring the same church for 40 years in callous stinking yeah. fornication, California. That's right. That's where I come from. Yeah. Preach, I preach everything in that book if it's going to hair up every dog hey. in my county. So I went, by the way, of the four colleges, all of them except one offered apologetics, so that's the one I went to. But I went to my preacher and he said, that's a good one. I said, okay, fine, so I went there. But the truth is, what are we doing here? Shame on you, shame on you to go to an independent, fundamental Baptist church, but you leave a vast majority of what you're taught right here in this room and you don't take it out there. See, that kind of faith doesn't overcome the world. Oh, but Pastor Johnson, don't you understand? If you start, I mean, if you start doing all of the stuff you're supposed to do, well, there are some things that are not for this particular dispensation. I, I understand that, okay? I know I didn't understand apologetics. I think I really don't. I don't, still don't know what hermeneutics are. You know what hermeneutics are, preacher? I think I do. You do? Okay, you, after service, help me with hermeneutics. <laughs> homiletics, I was, I was teaching homiletics. It's how to preach at Brother Treber's school. And this young, this young black kid, he gets up to preach. And he goes, I'm going to preach a sermon. On I don't know how homo Christ. I said, son, son, we don't homo-nothing here. <laughs> no, this is it's letics Oh, okay. I, I, sorry. sorry, Brother Johnson. I said, it's okay, son. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to preach a sermon today on the woman who got issue of blood. My sermon is... She got issues. <laughs> he butchered the book, but it was a great message. <laughs> no, I, 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 don't, I can't say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Bible scholar and I'm, I'm super knowledgeable, but I can tell you this. If it's in here, not only do I believe it, I'm going to try and figure out how to put that in my life. Amen. Yeah and in my home, and in my family, and in our church, and what we're doing, because faith overcomes the world, but not Mickey Mouse faith, not toe-dipping faith, not put your finger in and go, oh, that's awful cold, not that kind of faith, not that kind of faith where I put it somewhere, and I pick it up, and I take it with me. I take it with me everywhere I go. It's in my private hour. It's in my personal hour. It's in the dark hours of my night. It's on my radio. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. My iPod, I got an iPod. Yeah, and an iPad (laughs) and I something else I forgot what the other one was I don't have an iWatch I have to say that $50 stainless steel Seiko see that right there look here tells me what day it is tells me what day of the week it is and it tells me what time it is now you can go get you one of them $500 watches that tells you if your heart's beating or not but let's face it (laughs) if your heart quits beating, that watch ain't gonna help you at all. You're gonna be a beautiful corpse with a $500 watch on and people aren't gonna go, he did and they knew that before your watch told you. Huh? That's right. Hey, listen to me. I got I got it. I got I, 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 I want it. I want it everywhere I go. I want it everything that I do. Yes. I was on the airplane today. And I was flying this little couple sitting next to me on the plane and as soon as the plane starts to taxi, She, young girl, woman, uh, she just starts shaking. And she said, I'm I'm sorry, I I, I just get so nervous. When when the plane moves like that, you know, I go, oh. I I told her, I "I used to be an air traffic controller. I said, ma'am, truth is, statistics prove if you were born on an airplane, never got off an airplane, lived every day of your life on an airplane, statistics prove somewhere in your 73rd, 74th year on this earth you would die in a plane crash. I said, that's how safe flying is. I said, plus I'm a pastor, so God's got me, so you're okay. <laughs> and I said, number three, flying and never killed anybody. Now, crashing is going to ruin everything. <laughs> There's, that'll get you every time. <laughs> but flying, nobody ever died flying. Well, they might have passed out, but whatever. That's right. Gave her a track. And then a track. And this thing will tell you about how to have a little peace in your heart and in your life. Give tracks out of the airport. Wait. I want it with me everywhere I go. Listen to me carefully. That faith overcomes the world. Yeah. Not just back up, back down, apologize for everything that we believe and say, well, I don't want to go shove what I believe down my throat. Why not? The devil gets to do it. Yeah. The world's out there shoving everything down our throats. Yeah. You have no idea. You have no idea how frustrating it is for me as a pastor in California to have the Antichrist for a governor. Seriously, I, I have to leave that alone. I we sent him an invitation to come up and drive a hearse. I mean, the truth of the matter is, it's. I didn't send the invitation. I signed it, but the truth of the matter is, oh, it's unbelievable. Look at me. Look at me. Come on, five years ago, did you have kids coming on your bus who were questioning their gender? Just five years ago. Ten years ago. Hey, when you were a kid, 50 years of age or older, stand to your feet. That's right, ladies too. Come on, give it up. Okay. When you were a kid and you were playing in the sandbox, did you ever turn to one of your little friends and say, I'm not sure I am a girl or a guy? Did you ever hear it? No. Huh? Nope. Huh? Did you ever hear it? Did you ever hear anybody five years ago, ten years ago no. say, I'm not sure I'm a man. I'm not sure. Well, I've seen some of these guys and I'm not sure either, but that's <laughs> a whole other subject. But the truth is, I don't get it. I don't understand. What? What is that? Okay, please be seated. The truth of the matter is, see, faith overcomes the world. Right. So how does it work? Let me get to the message quick. Now watch. Look Back to chapter four in verse number one. But now I'm going to say it one more time. Faith. I said faith. I said faith. Yeah. Mountain moving faith. Ark building faith. Fire quenching faith. F- water walking faith. Yeah. Faith that does something. Right. Faith that yeah. shakes the world. We see that in the book of Acts. And I'm asking you a question. Where is that? Yeah. Right. Well, it doesn't happen to be for this particular. Oh, hogwash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where is the faith that overcomes the world? And how does that work? How could it do it? Well, look at chapter 4 and verse number 1. Quick now. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know you the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the in the, all right, look at me. You know how faith overcomes the world because it helps you to have discernment. Man, God give us a revival of discernment. I don't understand. I don't understand people who can sit and listen, to, listen to things, and not see how wrong it is. Well, that's because you're very negative, Pastor Johnson. I didn't turn the cat around, pal. I didn't. Ter- I didn't create that mess out there. No, that's not it. I don't understand God's people. Where's the discernment of God's people? Well, you know where it is? It's in faith. But again, it's what? It's believe God, trust his word, and act upon him. When I put that into practice in my life, I grow in my grace and knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have the word of God that's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have the understanding that comes from the Bible, not my discernment. See, about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock tonight, I will discern a pizza. Now I'm not going to eat a pizza at eleven or twelve o'clock tonight. I might eat a piece, but no, I won't even do that. Truth is, I got, I got so, I got, I'm getting so fat. Now, by the way, there's hundred and seven verses on fat in the Bible, not one on being skinny. That's that's Bible right there, bro. But I have to do something. I'm taking my family for our, our anniversary. Our 40th anniversary is the first Sunday in August. And, and after that Sunday, I'm, our family's coming from different parts of the country, and we're all going to a dude ranch, shoot shotguns, whitewater rafting, axe throwing, you know, just the good stuff you want to do, horseback riding. Well, we wanted to try it out the place just to see what it was like. And the guy told me, he said, how much do you weigh, Pastor? <laughs> I thought about 265 pounds. He says, you have to be in the 240s or I won't let you ride one of my horses. And he's got a horse as big as a semi-truck. I pointed at the horse. I said, dude, what is up with that horse right there? That horse could carry my whole family out here. So in order to be able to ride horses with my family, I've been crunching the thing and watching the stuff and everything. Because I had to. Post office told me I didn't lose weight. They're going to have to add a zip code to my city. I mean, uh, it was bad. It was getting so fat, I had more chins than a Chinese phone book. I mean, it was awful. And a watch on each arm. Each arm was in a different time zone. Went to get a picture with my family, and they said, we don't do our aerial photographs. <laughs> Wearing an X-Game t-shirt, stepped outside, helicopter tried to land on me. <laughs> then I saw my wife using the driveway for an ironing board. <laughs> Fell down the hallway one night, rocked myself to sleep before I could get up. <laughs> Standing in Walmart, my phone beeped. The woman grabbed two kids, said, watch out, he's backing up. So if I get in the 240s, I'm five pounds weight. If I get in the 240s by the first Sunday, first week in August, I'm getting on one of them horses. I got a whole horse story. I won't tell it to you tonight, but the truth of the matter is, that week after that, I'm on it, brother. You, you, go, on, you go on these things where you don't eat sweets and squirrels start looking like lemon meringue pies. I mean, it's unbelievable. You're hallucinating. Point one. Faith gives me discernment. Yeah. How, how can people listen to what they listen to today? Yeah. Right. You, pe- you people are all caught up in the internet. You, you, you're Googling everything. Yeah. You're chasing all this stuff. The great God of Google. You TikTok knuckleheads, honestly. Yeah. Right. So that lady sitting next to me, she was watching something on TikTok about a guy pounding on a windshield and a guy sitting in the car going, <laughs> do, 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 do. and I, I just caught it and I go, what is that? She goes, it's just TikTok. And I go, don't you have a life? No, no, you you'll read like a preacher boy website that attacks who we are, what we believe, and you'll believe everything some knucklehead sitting in his underwear in a garage in a Hawaiian shirt, he has no, hasn't got the discernment that God gave a stinking rock. But you but you'll listen to that and let them sour you on something, a good local New Testament church that helped you in your life. God help us. Faith helps us to try the spirits. Now, it doesn't mean sample them. It means put them on trial. Oh, you mean the judgmental stuff? Where, who you've been listening to? Well, you guys, you fundamentalists, you're so judgmental. First of all, thank you. Thank. It is a compliment. First Corinthians two fifteen. He that is spiritual judgeth all things. So it's a compliment. You just called me spiritual. I love that. Number two, you're judgmental for judging my judgmentalism. You guys are so critical. Don't criticize my criticism. See no discernment. We let just little squirts with the sprayed on britches look at us with their little goatee and the jiffy loo hairdo, and they talk to us like there's something wrong with us. Why don't we just look at them and say, hey kid, listen to me something, Broski. The truth of the matter is, before you could get the stinking thumb out your mouth, I knew enough Bible to blow the fuzz off of Peter and no more than what you know. Yeah. Yeah. And what is up with us? People are like they're like little birds in a nest, and they're just taking everything in from the world and stuff. Well, Pastor Johnson, we happen to have the access of the internet, and it's a it's a super highway of knowledge and information. No, it's a super highway of stuff. What what's wrong with that, huh? They know all the stuff about stuff. They don't even know who Hezekiah is. They don't even know, they don't know enough Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's unbelievable to me. And we wonder why we don't have a faith that can overcome this world. You got people running your life that don't even know who you are. Because you got imaginary friends. Or if you're really creepy, you got followers. Talk about us being a cult. (laughs) You got followers. Followers. I had both those in the 60s and never had the internet. But anyway, it's a whole other subject. But it was very organic. The truth is faith faith overcomes the world because I, living by faith, can discern and not be taken in by the spirits. That's lowercase s, that's philosophies, that's ideas, that's ways of thinking. Listen to me. You can look at it and go, well, that's not Bible. It's gone. And you just saved yourself a bunch of time. Number two, how does faith overcome the world? Look at verse 4 of chapter 4. Faith gives me victory over the devil. That Hey, the God of this world. It says what now? year of God, verse four, little children and overcome them because whoo, greater is he that is in you. Read it, church, than he. Yeah, buddy. Last time I checked it. Last time I checked it. Jesus is bigger than him. More powerful. And he lives in me. And if I live by His book, then greater is He that is in you than He that has billions of followers. Yeah. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and He will flee from you. When was the last? When was the last time we put the devil on the run about anything? No, no, no. We got we got all these spiritual conferences. Where we sit around and talk about the power of Satan and the influence of the spiritual world. Now that's their the devil's powerful, and there is a spiritual world. There's no question about that. But by the time they're done, we look like little ants in standing in front of Goliath with absolutely no hope because of the powerful influence of the stinking devil. I got news for you, Spanky. That ain't how it works. The truth is, my book, my book, my God, that book. Well shall hold that for me. My, that book, my God and that book, and me living by it is greater than that the most powerful being on this planet today because greater is he <laughs> that is in you <laughs> than he that is in the world. Isn't there something in Ephesians 6.16 about having his shield of faith and that nine pieces of armor that does what now? Quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not only do they not get to you, He Puts it. puts it out. <laughs> it puts out the darts. Boop, psst, gone. Verse five and six of chapter four. You know You know how faith overcomes the world. Look at it. They are of the world. They are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like like what? Like I don't know what? Like like I don't know. Like do you understand? Like I don't know. Like what? No man. That's everywhere. I'm in an airplane. I I try not to listen to everything going on around me, but I used to be an air traffic controller, and we we had to learn to develop the habit of listening to what's going on around you while you're thinking about something and talking about something else. It's great. I enjoy the work. But I hear it, and there's people. It's like, you know, I don't like what. Like, I don't like what. They're of the world. they like what. All they're concerned about is all relationship stuff. Who does what, who does what. That's why some of you folks, we could get you off cocaine rather than get you off Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Don't, don't look at me like that. I, a preacher told me the other day, he said, Brother Johnson, when you whack stuff like that, the millennials just turn you off. They do not want to hear it. Okay, watch me. I said it's wrong. Yeah. You, you're sitting there for hours importing, importing drama. Yeah. When was that? Okay, get a logbook, my friend, just a piece of paper. Write Bible Jesus one column, Facebook, Internet, blah, 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 other column, and log how much time you spend with both of those, and tell me, you ain't got a problem with that. You gotta be kidding me. I still got people in my church, all this time I've whacked this stuff, coming up to me and say, Brother Johnson, did you see this on Facebook? I go, are you listening? It's like just got visited. visitor, went out to church Sunday morning, I shook his hand, I said, man, good to have you today. He goes, Brother Johnson, that was a blankety, blank, good sermon thank you I turned to my wife she said did he I said yeah he did preach 45 minutes on the eternal security of the believer use about 20 verses in reference man goes out the doors of the visitor he looks at me and he goes man I'll tell you what I love that message when I love it when preachers preach if you don't live it you lose it I turned to my wife I said I'm getting drunk this is it man I mean we got 14 marijuana dispensaries between here and the house. I'm hitting every one of them. It's like, are you are you listening, people? No. See, here's what I'm. I just because I kicked you God a little bit. Boom. Kick. Listen to me. I kicked you God a little bit. Boom. I dare you. A double dog strip. Triple dog stinking dare you. Put that. Get off that stuff for just just a week. Just seven days. Seven days. Seven days. And you never crack open and get on your little Facebook page, your little Twitter. What is Twitter? A parakeet that needs a hormone check? What is Twitter? I don't understand that. I dare you. I dare I double-dog dare you to put it down for seven days. About the second day, your little hands start shaking like that, like some kind of junkie that just came out of an alley with a bunch of holes punched in his arm. Because we're hung up on this stuff, you know why? We don't realize. See, that's a whole different breed of addiction now. So, does our faith overcome? Because, oh, was, that's where I was. Okay, let's go back to verse, uh, for, I got it. I got it written down right here. I've got it an outlined and everything. Look at verse 5, chapter 4. They are of the world that they speak of the world. That's where I got on the like thing. Yes. One more thing on that real quick. I was sitting there with some young, millennial young people who were talking, having a meal and stuff. And this one girl, bless her heart, you know. Well, Brother Johnson, I like, you know, like, I like, kind of like, I like I like going to church and stuff. And I, I kind of like, I said, kid, hold, hold kid, 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 hold a second, hold a second. So here's 20 bucks. Give me two sentences without the word like in it. She looked at me and she goes, You mean like right now? They are of the world, therefore I speak, they're of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us, and that is and that he that is not of God heareth not us. Thereby know we the Spirit of truth. That's in there, right. What well, you know what happens? You know what, how faith overcomes the world because it creates a distinction. Yeah. Amen. There's the world, yeah. and there's yeah. us. And you don't have to try hard now. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like in the thirties and the forties in America, you probably had to work at a little harder than you do nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays, if you just stay a gender, you're you're normal. Yeah. You're different. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right, absolutely. Let let me tell you something about that. Now, listen to me. When the seed of man and seed of woman come together in the womb of a woman, God at that moment determines the gender of that child. And to change that is a slap in the face of God. Well, they're just trying to examine themselves. No, they're not. No, they're not. The truth of the matter is, that's the world. And you just, you just listen. Just go. Now, I don't recommend going to a mall. I mean, first of all, men don't really go to the mall. If you're there, you ain't there long. Are you with me on this one? I said, can I get a witness on the men don't go to the mall thing? Okay, because men do not shop, men buy. If I want a blue T-shirt, I do not want to spend an hour and a half finding a blue T-shirt. And I don't want to save 25 cents to find a blue T-shirt and walk around the mall, come out two and a half hours later with a stinking funnel cake and a 92-cent candle. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's shopping. Hey, we don't shop. We buy. But if you were to go to the mall or a, just a public place anywhere, park, whatever, sit and listen to people when they talk, a unparalleled amount of profanity, unparalleled amount of profanity, I know some Baptist preachers need to get right about that, but that's a whole other subject. Uh, I told this one preacher one day, I said, bro, you, you got a handle on the side of your head to flush that thing? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Anyway, <clears throat> that's free. <laughs> and and then they, they, all they talk about is the latest thing they did with somebody. You go somewhere and everyone's on their phones now. They talk about, the, everything's about the world and life and if you haven't got a phone and you're two years old, you know, you're left out of society and all this kind of crazy yeah. stuff. Look at me, it's, it's not hard now, <laughs> really not hard to be yeah. a, have a distinction yeah. right. between they right. that talk of the world and they that are of God. Amen. Yeah. And my faith, well, see, well, Pastor Johnson, those people look at us and they go, we don't want that kind of a life. You really believe that? Yeah. Well, now, some yeah. some are blinded by the God of this world, Satan. I understand that. Right. And, and some people, they're not gonna embrace everything. See, they didn't all embrace it when Jesus was yeah. here. And they're not going to all embrace it now. But you listen to me. You listen to me. You cannot tell me that where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. You cannot tell me there are people out there who are literally starving to death on the garbage of this world. And they are looking for something a whole lot different than what they're getting. And what we don't want to do is bring our living back to the world to entice them to come in. Insanity. Insanity. And by the way, last time I checked it, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. I thought they were still in the Bible somewhere. I don't understand this idea of bringing the, bringing the world to our churches or the philosophy of the world or the concept. And I'm sick and tired. I've had it right up to here. I'm retiring in September pastoring Shasta Baptist Church. After that, if I preach somewhere, I'm gonna start nailing some of these little pipsqueaks out there who are literally trying to ruin our movement by altering things. Say, yeah, why are you waiting? Because yeah. I don't wanna mess with my church and I don't wanna mess with the fact I taught at Brother Treber's college. I've retired from there also. So once I'm free, woo, watch out, Spanky. Yeah. Listen to me carefully. I am sick and tired of these people who are toning down what we are and what we yeah. believe. Yeah. And all they're doing, while they keep the appearance yeah of righteousness but it ain't right no the standards are not right the book's not right the message is not right see the truth of the matter is it, it creates a distinction where, where are those poor people going to go I lived in that drunkard's home in my town the bus the bus the first church of Satan pulled up I'd have got on it because of what I lived in when I was a kid Spend half my childhood under the bed. Watch this big stinking he-man drunk beat my mom and knock the teeth out of her mouth. I'd step on her teeth on the floor in the, in the morning when i go in the kitchen to get me a bowl of Cheerios. only way you can eat Cheerios with a five-pound bag of sugar. That's the only way you can eat Cheerios. Amen. Fill in a big bowl, pour about half that bag in there, pour a bunch of milk in there, and scoop down deep enough until you get enough that sugar and an Oreo. And you can eat cereal. it on yeah. the Cheerio. That's then you good. can eat that. I'd step on something. I go, "What was that?" And I looked down there'd be bloody tooth down there. He knocked one of my mama's teeth out of her mouth. Beat us. You mean to tell me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the world that lives like that and even makes fun of who we are, what we are? You don't think they don't see something different here? They need to see something different. They need. They need to see people who not do not have a casual faith. Do not have a recliner faith. Do not have a laid-back faith. Do not have a, yo, bro, what's going on with your man? man, man. That's really dope, you know. That kind of faith. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They need to see that there's a clear distinction there. Where are they going to go if we're already giving them what they got? See, well, Pastor Johnson, that's the most popular churches in America today. These evangelical. Sloppy agape, baby spitting, flag waving, stinking things. I mean, seriously, that's very popular. Of course it is. I got one in my city. I got one in my city. city of 90,000. This is Church Bethel in our city. It's worldwide. They're about to build a $94 million church complex in our city. 94 million bucks. They got big bucks. They got big bucks. Oh yeah, they go there by the thousands. And you know what's really sad? The pastor's name is Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Try that. <laughs> so I'm flying into Reading. This couple sitting across from me. I'm talking with them, and they say, "What are you coming to Reading for?" We're going to Bethel. Oh, we're from South Carolina. We go to a Baptist church, but we just love their music. Their music is garbage. Amen. And, and they say, "And they say, they say, what do you do?" I said, "Well, I'm a pastor in Reading." They said, "What's your name?" Johnson. They go. Are you him? I said, Nope. And then this guy goes, What must it be like to pastor in the shadow of a great ministry like that? I said, oh, no, call him up and ask him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that's pretty cocky, Pastor Johnson. Hey, let me tell you something, spanky. I'll take my little 50 people or how many God gives us there. I'll take that in a heartbeat. But you want to know something? We get them coming to our church. They don't have salvation. They don't have the they come to our church and we see them get born again. Yes. Makes a distinction. The world needs a distinction. They don't need, well, they'll they'll think you're a part of a cult. Like, what are they doing? Come on. You stood next to some of these people where you just kind of reach in your pocket and flip a coin? Guy or girl? It's a guy. Okay, there we go. Because you can't even tell what they are. Well, they are being judgmental again. Thank you. Appreciate the compliment. The truth of the matter is, you you mean to tell me you don't think those people are like that? Well, these young folks they come to us, you know, they, they, they sit there. People sit there in the church service. I don't like what you believe. I don't like the way you look. I'm happy I'm happy like my Okie people would say, I'm happy as a dead pig in the sunshine. I never ever figured out how a dead pig could be happy in the sunshine. That's an Okie thing, Oklahoma. And I'm looking there and I go, oh, this teenage girl at camp one year. I hate this place. I hate you. I hate this place. I hate everything about this place, and I hate you, and I hate everything that goes on here. So, hell, sweet pea, what's your name? She told me what her name. I said, so what? What do you like? Poison. I love poison. I go, drink some. Yeah. Two big glasses right before you go to bed. I said, what? Po- poison. She goes, uh, it's it's a rock and roll group, and I love them, and they love me. I go, oh, do you ever met them? I said, "Girl, <laughs> seriously, you—you you, you have no idea what they would do to you. They have no concept. Yeah, they would love you, sure would. They love you like a dog. Well, I just I said, kiddo, kiddo, come on. I said, do you, are you? Ha- I hate my parents. I hate everything about my life, and they don't want what we have. And I think I don't want what you have." faith overcomes the world because it creates a distinction there's something about that they asked, they, made, they asked me to come pray the other day at the board of supervisors meeting there in our city they've asked me in the past but they give you a list of what you can and can't say and I just told them I'm not doing that well they pulled the list so I can go in there and pray so I'm standing in the hallway waiting for the thing to start and there's this lady saying she goes Pastor Johnson she wasn't one of our ladies I go hi she goes oh I watch you every week on the internet I said oh Why don't you come, you know, like in the building? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to, but, you know, I got the thing with the thing in the knee with the thing with the foot and the hand and the ankle, but she's down there at this board of supervisors
0: meeting.
2: And (laughs) And then she started bragging on our kids, our teens who work on our bus routes and our bus workers. She said, you have the most amazing bus workers. These young people, they're so kind and nice and pleasant. I said, they're heavily medicated. We hit him with shock treatment, dope him up, and put him on a bus route. She was so impressed with that. You mean to tell me the? Word? And we don't do that to our kids. We don't use the shock. The drugs did, but not the shock. Let's stand our feet, please, tonight.